Well, welcome everybody to the roundtable, episode number 18. I am Mike Hill. Great to uh, see you guys here with us today. And like last week, another special guest and special, just like it was with Isaac, we got the behind the scenes people in front of the camera. So Nick Wilson, uh, storyteller here uh, at Life Church, and we'll kind of go into a greater, some greater depths of, of what goes on or what's happening, but great to have you on, Nick. Good to be here. So Nick, for anybody that doesn't know, you've worked at Life for how long? I think it's going on five years. That's amazing. Time flies. The time flies. <laughs> but so uh, the roundtable, so we started this. You and I had talked about this a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, with Isaac, the idea of how do you keep the conversation going? Right. So we had started some things like, hey, maybe you do a Facebook closed group, right? Yeah. Like, hey, yep. maybe we put it out on closed group when you ask people questions and maybe right. it'll make them talk more about the message. Yeah. Which was kind of that a didn't work. Uh, nope. Like if you ever watch the Duck Dynasty podcast <laughs> and or watch Duck Dynasty and Phil Robertson's goes, uh, not that it was terrible, but it really didn't accomplish what we wanted. No, nobody said anything. Yeah, yeah, to be able to try to get it. So for you, and I can see this because I'm sitting here saying, hey, we should probably get people to like people that come and listen to the message. It's pretty staggering how many people forget it pretty quick. Yeah. I don't remember the whole thing, but every time I read it, I'm like, I'm not exactly sure why you preach because it's like within the first hour, you know, most, most people forget everything that you said. Yep. I'm like, well, that was worth 20 hours worth of prep. <laughs> so the idea that, that you had come up with, because Nick, um, and we'll get into depths of this. So this generalizes his work here at the church, but Nick is in charge of the virtual platform mm-hmm. of Life Church in charge of the virtual story of Life Church, um, and is very gifted at it. And a lot of times you wouldn't see, know what goes into the, the behind-the-scenes uh, work of that. So we'll go in later on and talk a little bit about that. But first, tell us a little bit about you. Because, again, not only is Nick the behind-the-scenes people, I don't know how many people would know you. Like, do you think a lot of people know you at Life uh, probably not. They probably heard the name, yeah, but right. yeah, they couldn't. But they wouldn't know you, not meaning like they probably wouldn't know a lot about you, but no. just because again, you spend so much time yeah. behind the scenes trying to get stuff ready. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what your loves are. Do you believe in the coronavirus? The what? <laughs> yeah. Which what? used to be the topic of conversation of everything that we get on. <laughs> Is there really such a thing as a coronavirus? That was done with. Yeah. So, well, it, what did Holcomb say? Somebody said he had an interview. What did he say on the interview? I missed it. What? Did he not come out and say that the mask mandate's going to be gone at some that's point? That's gone. Yeah, that's gone. What, Tuesday? See? Yeah. Six or yeah, seven? Yeah, that's some point. Somebody said he came out and had this big speech, yep. and, you know, you're going to be able to stop wearing a mask. But, you know, for some people, will keep wearing them. But either way, so tell us a little bit about you. So, um, married? Married. Married. Yes. Um, How long? Almost 30? 18 years. Feels like 30. Yeah. Can I say that? <laughs> this, I don't know. We, Does Heather listen to the podcast? <laughs> Does Heather listen to the podcast? She told me she was going to now. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Heather, it's been a wonderful 18 wonderful. years. Yeah. I wish Didn't it was 30. Yeah. It was just 18. Yeah. Yes. Listen, it never feels like 30. He was no. kidding. Kidding. Just joking. Kids? Three kids. Okay. Yes. Feels how like old five. is Well, so how old's uh-huh. Emma? Emma's. So Emma's the oldest. Emma's the oldest. Yep. She's. She's 17. Going on 30. Going on 
right? Yeah. Isn't that sure. how it works? Like all oh, of your 17-year-old girls, don't they always like feel like they're a little bit more ahead of the game than... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they know way more than... Well, I don't see her much because she's got her license now and she just... <laughs> does she have a car? She does. Okay. Yes. Yeah, my dad gave him his his old junker, so... Okay. It works. So yeah, she, she gets around in it. She gets around. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then it always comes to the – this was always how it started with us. Like, they finally get their license, and they feel like they need to drive anywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere they want. Like, yep. do you care? And I'm like, well, no. Then they come back at the end of the week. Do you have any gas money? <laughs> Just got that text last <laughs> yeah, night. Like, I'm not, I don't have any gas. I'm like, you have a good job? Yeah, yeah. I have a job, but I don't have enough money. Yeah. How about you just can't drive everywhere? Hey, like, that's, that's, a, you know, that's how it works. Stay but home. it's funny. Stay home, Emma. Once they, get their, once they get their freedom, it's like oh. – they're out. Yeah. You know, and they're they're gone. So yeah. 17, I can't even remember this. Are you a junior in high school when you're 17? She's a junior. Yeah. yeah. So she's gone her senior year. Still got a year left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then flies. Isaac is? Isaac's 14. Okay. He's a freshman. Okay. So yeah. is Emma in sports, not in sports? She does um, cheerleading and gymnastics. Okay. So, so she's done for the rest of this year. So gymnastics is done. Gymnastics. I don't even know. Yeah. When, when is gymnastics? It's it's during basketball spring? season. Oh, so it's a winter sport. Yeah, it's pretty short, too. Okay. So and then so Isaac is? He's a freshman. Okay. 14. What's he love doing? He's a baseball player through and through. Okay. Loves That's basketball. his passion. Yeah. Okay. Baseball's baseball. So is travel yeah. going to happen this year? Yes. Okay. It's just weird right now because normally we're practicing for travel, but with high school, you can't. So oh, he's yeah. missing all of his travel buddies. Right. Right. Because once you're in high school athletics, you have to wait till that's over. Yeah. So they can't, yeah, they can't go until sectionals are done. Okay. Or our team is done. Okay. Or they lose. Will the high school year. team be good? I don't know. We'll see. They got a new coach, right? They got a new coach. Yeah. Right. Wasn't he the defensive coordinator at the, right? That's who he is, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, is he from Huntington? I can't remember the deal. I don't know. Is he from around here? I haven't talked to him yet. He was like a Huntington University guy. Okay, so Flick was a Huntington University. We're pretty sure he ain't working listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're pretty sure that he's not on here. But, yeah, Flick was the defensive coordinator when Isaac was there, and I'm like, he must know another sport better because defensive coordinating ain't going very well. well he's got this weird, and I like I love it and I don't love it, like – there's no varsity or JV team. Like you practice each day, how hard you practice will determine on where you'll be. So you're not guaranteed a spot on varsity. You're not guaranteed a spot on JV. So you could change which, every week. Like if you have a bad week, I like maybe. what if you just have a bad week? And I'm like, do you know how hard that is to schedule? Like, well, you know what would be harder? Before? Like if you were a player and you're working your tail off and you have one bad week, it's kind of like the guy at yeah. basketball. You go out and you make one bad shot and you get yanked. How much confidence does that give you to go out and make a shot again? Well, that's kind of like how Isaac got into the starting five at basketball this year. Because he got yanked? Somebody no, got some, yanked? Yeah. He, he got sick, and then Isaac just came in and just did real well. And right. Then, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, on. I've always had this theory that says, you know, you got to let kids work through their mistakes because if you pull them every time they make one, what are we really teaching them? Right. You know, they're not going to go out and take risks. They're not going to do so. I always worried about, from a coaching standpoint, if you're going to go out there, or even what we teach a kid – Right, yeah. because I've always said in raising kids, one of the things we got to be careful of is that they're going to continually make mistakes, and if we punish them so hard, they're either not going to try anymore or hide their mistakes from you. Right, you know. So we got to put ourselves in a position like we're all going to make mistakes, we're all going to fail, but if you're giving your best effort, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. give you a chance. You know, yeah. some people type weeks you have bad, so I don't know. That would be a tough one. I mean, I don't know if it'd make you work harder. I don't. 
Do you think? I, I don't know. I'm. Well, what position does he play? He's a catcher, and okay. I think there's there's three or four guys catching, four or five maybe. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, his travel coach said he could have started at Bluffton. This really? Year, varsity, yeah. They're, Which is the funny thing about the open transfer or open port. What's it called now? Like you can go to school anywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. Open enrollment. The, I don't know the technical term. For Either that. way, that's why you see a lot of kids leaving schools like Huntington North. Yeah. Because they could go play or be a part of at these smaller schools. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you continue to see the diminishing of athletics, oh, yeah. you know, at bigger schools because they're like, we can go to these small schools and play all the time and be a lot better environment. And yeah, either yeah. way. I told him he couldn't go, though. <laughs> You're staying at Huntington. No, you You're stay. not going to be a Bluffton Tiger. <laughs> no. no Bluffton Tigers. Nope. Yeah, and plus all the running and stuff. I don't. I don't know how much that would work anyway. But oh my gosh. Anyway, so Bennett. Bennett's ten. Nope. Bennett's eleven. <laughs> Listen, still I don't know any right? of my kids' birthdays. It's all in my phone. So people are like, you don't know your kid's birthday? I'm like, yeah. I just look it up in my phone. It tells me on my calendar. That's what I'm saying. Do you have to have it all memorized? I mean, their ages. What? It, I mean, I, Isaac, how old are you? Yeah, see, I would have thought he was 20. See, that's like phone numbers. You don't need to remember anything anymore. Hmm? It's all right there. Phone yeah. numbers. And I know Isaac's them. birthday sometime in the summer. It's either June that's or July. Good. It's one of them. Isaac's <laughs> is in. One's the 13th and one's the 19th. Yeah, so I think. So you're the June 13th and Brady's July 19th. <laughs> like, do you always have to? I can't remember my own age. Somebody <laughs> asked me the other day, "How old are you?" And I'm like, uh, "I no, think I'm 48." No joke. You get past a certain age. Does it know? really matter? I've said I'm like 38 all the time, and Heather's like, "No, you're 39." Are you 39? Yeah, I'm 39. <laughs> yeah. So who remembers ages? Does it Doesn't really matter? matter? Does it? Does no. it fit? Well, what's Bennett love to do? He, I mean, is he a sports guy? He. We put him in baseball. He's kind of like iffy. Where's he playing um, this year? We're gonna play at the PAL. Okay. Isaac and I are gonna coach him, which is gonna be a blast. Wow. He doesn't think so. Bennett doesn't think so, but <laughs> Isaac and I are excited. We're gonna be it's gonna be great. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's also he loves fishing. Oh, so my parents So he's a, an outdoor person. He likes to be. Yeah. My and parents. fishing's coming. Isaac and I said it. We're gonna get out this week. It's gonna be seventy at the end of the week. Go over to Don's pond, see if we go. can catch some fish. And there you go. Plus I called the Jones fish guy. They're coming to our house to put fish in the pond. So nobody swims in the stupid thing. The reason we didn't put fish in the beginning, everybody's like, oh, I want to go swimming. Don't want any fish to bite you. Nobody no. swims. <laughs> so we're putting fish in. Boom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's an outdoor guy. Outdoor hunter? Guy. Is he going to be a hunter? I don't know. I'm not a hunter. I'm pretty city. So w Would you kill something? I fish think put in front of you? I think so. Would you do the whole kill it and eat it and wipe blood on your face after you're done type I'd of thing? definitely eat it. I don't know about <laughs> Come on, haven't we'll you watched see. like the what is it, Red Dawn or whatever? And they got a kid goes out there and kills his first animal, and you got to take a bite of the heart, and then you put blood over your. I don't. That's not you. I don't know if that's me or not. Would you be able know. to sit in a stand and wait for something to come, or are you the antsy one? I think I could once. I don't think I could do it all the time. <laughs> I okay. took my son-in-law Stephen hunting because he's like. Yeah, like fidgety and can't sit still, but he wanted to go out one time. Right. And, and so, again, I think he thought I'd be on him because he would be like on his phone or something. So he didn't even take his phone out there. <laughs> and so I get out there and I pull out my phone to text Brady because he's something on the other side of the woods. And so we always keep our phones. And he's like, what just happened? I didn't know we were allowed to bring our phones. <laughs> 
I said, well, we always keep them on in case somebody shoots something. You can know and go back and forth. And he's like, oh, man, that's just such a – I could have been looking through stories. I could have been doing whatever. But, yeah, so – but you don't really have a love to be outside to hunt. I love to fish. Yeah, I've, okay. never, I've never been hunting. Do you fish never. like they – do you eat the fish? Oh, yeah. Okay. If so you like any. all that. and Yeah. Yeah, but not hunting. I've just never done it. Just okay. never Your dad it. wasn't a hunter? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Nope, we're all fishermen. So. Okay. But pond fishermen, or do you go like fishing, fishing somewhere? Um, like you go out to the reservoir, or like my mom has a lake cottage on Coon Lake. So, oh really? Yeah. She, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, so we're going. Last year we went up a little bit. We, we got there late, so bluegill, bass, crappie. Then it's more like the bass. Okay. I'm just like if I can catch it, then. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you want the for sure catching fish, not gotta just be able to c- fishing. You don't want to yes. sit out there and watch your bobber for. I'm two I'm all hours. about the quantity, maybe not the quality. Yeah, like, right. If I can have more fish than Bennett, then it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a little bit about your family. Tell us a little bit about what are you watching, what are you doing for fun right now, what's going on. Just help people get to know you a little bit more. Well. um... We found out last week that you're a gamer. Well, not a gamer. You like games? You like video games? I like playing with my kids. Okay. So you so, don't necessarily like them. It's just you've, you're way better than a father than me because you figured out how to connect with your kids. <laughs> well, we established that last week, right? We Isaac established it, yes. I was the absentee father <laughs> who could not connect with his children. And Nick's the all-star dad because he plays games with him. Well, I'm not very good, so it's not like I help them out when I play. No, I but know. But, like, but you've connected with your yes, kids over. It's a connection. Is there mm-hmm. one game better than the other that you connect with them on? Not really. Really, we played Rainbow for a lot. Rainbow what? Six. It's kind of like COD. Rainbow. Yeah. It's kind of like who? It's kind of like Call of Duty. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay, I thought you said COD, but yeah. yeah. So Rainbow Sorry, Six and Call COD, COD is something that you guys we do, and you can shoot people. Yeah, like you can get it done. Yes, without going crazy. I think I got the the high score on out of all. That's terrible. Boys, so terrible. That thing is. Way harder than oh my gosh! To be sucks. able to look through that thing and then use your fingers to make that, if they would do the Oculus thing that you guys were talking about last week, and you could do it where I could have a gun in my hand, and I could be pointing at people, I'm all in. I'll bring it next week. What they to, have it? Well, yeah. There's actually it's kind of like yeah, Population you, One. Did you download that one? Isaac won't do these things because it costs money. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I said. Like they had that thing the guy was talking about where you can go to different cities and walk around. Because yeah. I said, well, get that thing so before we go to Fort Worth, I want to see what Fort Worth is like so I know where to go. I'm like, that's a crate. He's like, it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you little sucker. It can't cost that much money. Well, it's like 30 bucks a pop. Games are, and which it, is not, I mean, which is half of the price of an Xbox game, but still. It's two times going to Wendy's. <laughs> what? How much do you spend at Wendy's? Okay, four times going to Wendy's. And you just poop that out. Like, you got this game where we could go to Fort Worth, Texas. That's a good point. Huh? Which is a lot. Huh? It's not my fault. Yeah, because, yeah, at least I'll, I'll give this. I'll give this to my kids. Do your kids cook? Sometimes. Yeah, so Isaac is getting to the place where Sherry's been sick for the last months. It's been hard for her to get meals done. If I do it, it's all the same. You're even having hamburgers, yep. steaks, french fries, potato. I mean, it's like, this is the only meals I'm making. Maybe yep. spaghetti every once in a while. She's been sick. I haven't been, I've been busy. 
I haven't had that much food, but we have food. Somebody's got to make it. So Isaac, I mean, I actually make food. You know, Bree will come over. Hey, we gave a shout out to Bree. Did she listen? And okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we gave a shout out to Bree. They'll cook some food together. Do some. Jeremy, he comes home every day. Comes home, opens up the fridge. What do you guys eat for supper? <laughs> I'm like, well, we haven't made anything. Oh, are you going to make anything? I don't know. I'm like, can you cook your own food? Uh. <laughs> so the other night, he's, we dad not had food, gets home. He says, do you guys make anything for supper? No. Well, can you give me money to go into Wendy's? And I'm like, are you crazy? Make food. So he ends up sniffling over having to make eggs. He had to make <laughs> eggs for supper. Eggs but are so easy, I, though. That's what I said. Who really easy. cares? Make some food. Like, you got to know how to make something. Yeah. So your kids are good cooks? Uh, they're not bad. So if they had to fend for themselves, they would be good? I think so. So if you and Heather went away and left them to house it, have mm-hmm. you done that before? No, so, not yet. No? <laughs> Emma's not old enough. <laughs> when we go away and, the, and Isaac has to house it, or, yeah, it's frozen pizzas, yeah. Hot Pockets, what else do we need to add to the list, Isaac? Anything that you can just oh, pizza rolls. Do yes. you eat pizza rolls? Those are good. Those are disgusting. What? Oh my gosh! They'll put them on a ugh. They'll just line them things up and just eat them one after oh, another. Man. A bag of pizza rolls. Those things are disgusting. Emma's into the bagged mashed potatoes, so they're already like, it, like mashed, and then. And then what do you the do? The water's like evaporated, and you just put them in the microwave, and then boom, you microwave your potatoes. Yeah, I'm not hmm. sure if they're real potatoes. <laughs> you ever wonder, like, some of the stuff that we're eating today, like what's really in it? I'm afraid to think about it because I don't think I would eat anything. No, I like I look at some of this food that's like instantized. Like you just, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's been can just sit in just here. Just add for, water. Yeah, right. And all of a sudden, it's really food. I don't feel like that's like that's what those mashed potatoes are. <laughs> She loves them. Oh, yeah. Looks like sawdust. And then put it in the microwave. Here's the thing that I wonder. Like, you know, I think probably more than ever, and I said this on one of our podcasts with Jenny, I think there's more and more cancer and sickness and things now, I think, than 20 years ago. And I wonder if some of it's part of, like, what we eat. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Because Have you seen the ingredients on some of those things? No. Like four or five syllable words? (laughs) I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever read the ingredients oh, on man. any of that stuff. Well, no. it's probably because I don't cook. I mean, I, <laughs> I make meat that came out of a freezer that, that came from cows that we know. Yeah. The whole rest of it and green beans that Cherry canned or corn that she canned. and So I don't really know. But I wonder, because of the society that we live in today, because I think you've shared this before in some of our meetings, like one of the things that was interesting about COVID, you know, when we were talking yeah. is like all the kids are home. Right. You know, and it was good and bad at the same time. Right. I think. I think for most families who had lots of kids at home, it was good. Yeah. And it allowed you to, like, reflect on busyness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you guys are in the thick of it. You guys have the kids that are doing everything. So you're in the thick of trying to figure out how to do life. Mm -hmm. And so I remember over COVID, you're like, wow, the slowing down lifestyle is somewhat well. It was better. But then as you ramp it back up, I just wonder how much we'll pay down the road for lifestyles that we've chosen. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but right. busy lifestyles lead to a lot of stuff. Oh, man. Relationship challenges, because we don't have a lot of time for relationship. Right. Eating. 
<laughs> challenges where we have microwave mashed potatoes, you know, type of stuff. Yep. Like, I wonder. Or Wendy's. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. When you drive into town and see the line wrapped around McDonald's and Wendy's and Arby's that goes clear back into Owens, I'm thinking, does anybody cook? Cause oh, my gosh. I Or like Chavez or Chavez. What's it? Chavez? Chavez. Yeah, whatever it is. It's packed. Always. I'm like all the time. Like, does anybody make their food at home anymore? I wonder, you know, if that's that's the case. But, again, with that, I mean, this idea. So you're connecting with your kids mm -hmm. through games. What yes. else? Are you watching anything? Uh, I'm, like, in a weird spot. Like, I can't find anything new. Nothing. I started rewatching Criminal Minds again. So, Did you really? Yeah. Sherry asked me if I wanted to go do that again. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go on that binge. That was a long one. I'm halfway through. But it's been, it's been <laughs> a while. 15 seasons. Yeah. 16? And I'm, yeah. And then I started watching NCIS because Heather wanted to watch that. So I'm So you guys those. into that kind of stuff? Like the She's, mystery, murder mystery? I do. I like that stuff. What is she like? Yeah. She's been on a Handsmaid Tale binge. A who? Handmaid Tale? Handmaid. Right? It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. What's it about? It's, oh man, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even tell you. Have you this one, She's you guys, read aren't, the book you guys aren't watching it together. No, I can't. I couldn't get into it. <laughs> No. As long as it's not crazy now. And you and you never watched Yellowstone. That's no, oh, I couldn't remember the name. I need to go find that one. Come on. Like as long as you like I've seen some clips on TikTok and they looked pretty good. So <laughs> I figured TikTok was gonna come up sometime. Right. Yeah, Might as well I just bring it up now. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Okay, and so anything else that you're doing or looking forward to doing? You got any big summer plans? Lake. Okay. So do you guys go up there quite a bit? We try to. Okay. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, let's just give mom and Dan some space. But they're like, no, come up whenever. So good. I think so I they live up there full time? Uh, no, they live here in town. They actually live right across the street from us. Oh. And then, yeah, but mom's up there whenever whenever they're not in school. or. How far is Coon Lake? It's right off Big Barbie. It is? Yeah. Hmm. I don't Little Barbie, remember. Big Barbie, and then Coon's right up in that corner. Oh. Yeah. That's the one that you put in where you actually put your boat in? Is it's that called Coon? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I actually they actually live right next to the dock, so we do see really? everybody go in and out all the time. <laughs> but it's a nice lake. It I is. mean, it's clear water, and yep. you know that's where the two sandbars are that you can swim in, right? Yep. Isn't that what people do? They go over there and dock their boat that and drink. That's Seacrest. Oh, yeah, is that where the other, is the other one? The other one where the sandbars are? Yeah. And my sister has a little place on that one. <laughs> like little, like little, little. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's as big as this room. I don't care. It's, if I could have a lake cottage that we could go up and fish and do that kind of stuff, I would have. That's what they said. I'd have a room it's as big as this. But, yeah, I haven't been able to figure that out. I haven't been able to figure out how to get enough time to get up there and actually that's relax the, instead of just drive up and drive back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part I don't like. Do you guys stay up there much? And we stayed a couple times. So, yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. Heather's like, I like to sleep in my bed. <laughs> Right. Okay, so let's get into a little bit about what you do, what your passions are here yeah. at Life Church, so people can kind of get an idea. So, uh, Nick, however long it's been, four or five years ago, when Nick came on to life, one of the things that we recognized inside of Nick was a passion to do ministry. And so we didn't really, I, I look back at it now and I'm like, I don't know that we really had a job for Nick other than the fact that there was, there's always stuff to do in ministry. Right. right. And so if we identify somebody that we think has a passion for the Lord and wants to be in ministry, you're like, 
I mean, take your pick. There's right. plenty of things to do. And thinking clear back, too, I can't remember what you started doing. Do you remember? It was social media and then, like, small groups. Okay. And then and worship. And then the, the worship. Didn't you yep. do something in worship at the time? Or I was helping, helping worship. I was, yeah, I was helping Nichelle lead like once every six weeks or yeah. something. Yeah. So like it's kind of a yeah. combination of things. But over time, and this is one of the things we say it's important here at Life because we want to create the same culture in our staff as we would in people. So we would always say, like Isaac as an example, the best thing that we can do for Isaac is to get to know him, mm-hmm. figure out what his giftings are, and then position him in a place to carry out his gifting. So that's what we would want for anybody at life. So really it's the same thing for the staff. Like, Hey, let's spend the next years getting to know who Nick is, Mm -hmm. what are his passions. And so I feel like you're getting into your sweet spot. Would you say? I feel so. Yeah. Yeah. So tell our audience a little bit about what you do, what, what you're a part of, how you help put the things together, and then we'll kind of talk about that. Well, I thought I was excited when I got hired on because I was like, social media, I was like, heck, I could do that. Like, I'm on there all the time. Right. Like, I can post pictures and all that, but, man, that's a that's an animal. Right. That's figuring out, like, yeah, the best things to post, the things that people are going to connect with, people are going to engage with, like, videos of what we do around here and mm-hmm. it's not just posting it, but then you got to find it and you got to film it. You got to edit it. You got to do right. Like all of that behind the scenes stuff that nobody ever sees. And yeah, then, the, the, the hardest part, and I've always said this about your job is content creation. Right. I mean, to come up with the content to be able to put out on social media and you're doing it in an, and probably here's be my guest and everybody knows this cause Nick and I have, have uh, had these fun conversations. I am no longer on social media because mm-hmm. it, for lack of better term, it pissed me off every time <laughs> I got on it. So I stopped getting on social media. It didn't mean it was for everybody else. And Nick is the social media man. Right. You know, so we go back and forth about you're in social media. This to me, from what I would know from books that I've read and stuff that I've studied in the short amount of time that I spent on it is it's probably the most, uh, the fastest evolving information creation system that we've ever seen in a lot of years. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's ever changing. Oh I yeah. Mean, oh, it's always changing. Yeah. Like what people are on, what are they? And and again, it's so audience based, which that's the part I think that's interesting because we would say Facebook is a audience base of it's older generation now. Yeah, it is. And women. And women, right? Of, like yeah. an older, like it's funny. When, plus. Yeah, when you look at the demographic of people who are on Facebook and connect are mm-hmm. forty-five plus, and they're women. Right. Then you go to Instagram. It's a little twenty-five plus, twenty-five right. to like thirty-five, but majority women. Right. Right. But there's more of a mix of younger people. Yeah. I don't know if Twitter still exists. I know Twitter still exists. Is anybody right. on Twitter? Isaac, do you use Twitter? Whoa. Isaac, shout out to Isaac Hill Come for on, standing man. in the gap and making Jack Come Dorsey on, lose money. Jack Dorsey, not for president. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes Jack Dorsey. Well, maybe some people do, but anyway, I don't know where Twitter fits. I think people, some sure people are do. on it, some people are on it. I don't know that they would be considered a major platform anymore. I don't think so. Here's what's funny. If you go back five years from now, Twitter was... Um, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because the Twitter feed that was in, I think it was Egypt or somewhere, 
because of the news spread so fast of a rev, of a revolution of what mm-hmm. was happening, the the how Twitter affected the the social landscape. Of, I think it was Egypt at the time because it spread so fast and what it did for the the democracy of the country was amazing. Till now, here we are, where Jack Dorsey's shutting down President Trump on right. you know because of democracy. It's just funny how things evolve because the new thing in social media is is that. They're not regulated. Right. Right? Like They're private companies. Which can do whatever they want. Right. So if they want to shut down President Trump, they have every right they to do it. If they, if they want to say that that's fake news and that's fake news, they have every right to say, we are going to push our agenda. We're yep. the leaders. So if yep. we want a liberal agenda mm-hmm. on Twitter, we're yep. going to have a liberal agenda. If we want a conservative agenda, we're going to have a conservative. But we get to do that because right. we are you know, private companies that can do whatever I, whatever yeah. we want. But... In the scope of all of that, we also would know and can't ignore, and I think to your point, it still has influence. Whether I like it or not, or whether it makes there's me mad or not. There. There's people, the platform of people that mm-hmm. are on social media today that are going there for resources, oh, right? Yeah. That are going there for glimpses into what's going it, it's happening. Oh, yeah. And so Kudos to you that you can work through it and not be mad about it and understand. Oh, I still get mad. Yeah, but you, but you're getting it. It's a tool, right? Right. So with everything, you know, you have to understand that it is a tool and mm-hmm. you need to work through it. And so, and so, and the funny thing was is so we go through Twitter. Then I get I don't even know anything about TikTok until I find out that my once and I uh, Jeremy's addicted to TikTok like. Eight hours, seven hours, six hours of like scrolling through. So I'm like, what's TikTok? And all of a sudden I hear people that are on TikTok all the time. And then we did this like thing on a Sunday morning saying, hey, maybe our phone's distracting us. Maybe you should look at how much time you're spending on your phone. And I think it was somewhat amazing of what people were on. But TikTok, because you even have us on TikTok now. We're on TikTok now, yeah. And you would say that we have a decent amount of views. I mean, I was really surprised that we would get more views on TikTok that we, than I would post on Instagram and Twitter. Not that's and amazing. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, I'm completely amazed on that. Yeah, because TikTok is a lot younger generation. Yeah. Right. Well, and I have no idea how it works. Like we're not promoting it. I don't think we've once said that we're on TikTok other than maybe through conversations. Yeah, so there. So again, at the end of the day, it's just people scrolling through. Yep. Because, do people promote themselves on TikTok? I, I think you have to have so many followers and all of that fun stuff. That. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this, Nick, because this <laughs> is this is important. So Nick's job, in what he does from a content creation. So kind of to wrap it up or to give you a, a big picture. So our social media story, mm-hmm. you know, or our virtual platform um, is done, Nick creates that virtual platform. And he does it very intentionally. And this is the thing that if you're our audience or you're listening or you're coming to Life Church, you need to be aware of. Because our platform can only spread if you share the message, right? So if you're, and again, I'm going to speak like I know something, but if you're liking it, you're sharing it, you're doing something, mm-hmm. it makes that message get to other places. Right. The same concept. This podcast, subscribing to it, sharing it. These are the things that are going to get the word out. Because people always like, well, I don't know how to be an evangelist, or I don't know how to get the word out, or I don't know how to have the conversation. Oh, man. Right? Yes. Like, this is the key. All you have to do is Nick has given you the ability. 
Isaac has given you the ability through these podcasts. Use these yeah. from a platform. You're on there all the time sharing pictures of your cat. So, or the stupid food that you ate last night that nobody really cares about. Why wouldn't you take content that can create conversation or content that can give people? So if you're out there listening and you want to know how to be a part of the the journey Mm -hmm. and you want to know how to take content creation and do it is you got to learn to share it. Right. I mean, that's how it works, isn't it? Oh, that's, and it's so easy. Like you just see the, you just like on Facebook, you see the post, you hit share. Right. You don't have to write anything. You just hit share and then right. boom, goes all to your friends. You right. know, most people have like 500 friends. Yeah, sure. You know, so you, you've just evangelized to 500 people right there. Right. I mean, it's so, and, and there's no backlash. Like there's nobody telling you that you're wrong. No. Questions or anything like that. You're just putting it out there. Right. I mean, and so that's so what we're easy. saying is people, if, if you want to be a part of this and you want to understand how to. In no other time in the world have we been able to spread the gospel like you can spread it now. Oh, yeah. Because through social media, the platform that you're using and the things that we're doing, the reach that we have mm-hmm. is astronomical. Right. Right. Now, add on to that. Here's the other part of, so Nick and I talked a couple of years ago, we need to do online church. Yes. My biggest thing was, I don't want to be, and I, <laughs> I got to be careful how I say this, I don't want to be the church that's just like live streaming from Facebook that looks like a bunch of dorks yep. that you can't hear, doesn't understand, but then you have somebody on there putting floating hearts on like 5,000 times. Amen. Even though you can't even hear them or understand what's going on, and it's one still camera and the production part of like I'm not saying I want us to be a true online church. Right. So Nick went out, put a lot of work in trying to find a platform. Yes. Right. So talk a little bit about your journey into finding that platform and what's kind of evolved out of that. Because honestly, I mean, it was almost like God's timing because you had this all developed, tested and ready to go and working before COVID ever hit. It would. Oh, that was totally God's timing. Yeah. Because we had talked, you know, we had talked about it for a long time. Right. And luckily, I mean, I think Nichelle held me back because she's like, we're not doing it unless we can do it great. Right. Like as long as we can share what we're doing on Sunday morning in a way that we share online as we do in person, like quality wise. Right. Like we're not, we're not doing it. Which, so, and kudos to you. This no. is a lot of work. Uh, yeah, this has been a lot of work. Well, I mean, the funny thing is you listen to people talk about now because back to uh, how do we want to continue to evangelize the world? We said, like, we think the next generation of people are going to watch before they come. Oh, yeah. Like, we think that this whole try before you buy and mm-hmm. that the content that you put out has to be good. And so you've done a great – because if you ask people that are watching online right now, they're like – from a production standpoint, it's good. From a camera standpoint, it's good. And I think people, because they just watch TV, don't really know how hard that is. Right. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, we started, I mean, when we first started, we first started creating content on Sunday mornings just with one camera. And it just, after a while, it just got kind of boring, just kind of like right. same position all the time. And so we, yeah, well, not only did we have to, you know, find the things to put everything together, like the equipment, like we had to find, find a team because I couldn't do it by myself. Right. And, you know, being an introvert, like that was the hardest thing for me. It's <laughs> going out and finding people that could help and, you know, cast a vision on why we're doing this and finding the place to put it. Because you're right, we didn't want to do it on Facebook and just be like everybody else. And for a while, we weren't even on Facebook. No. So we right. found this church online platform from Life Church, like the big one in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, they give all their stuff away for free, and they have this um, church online platform, which is 
fantastic. But it's just something you had to build off of it. I yeah. mean, the platform's just from a, I mean, I don't understand. It was there. We had to personalize it, and we had to figure out a way to get our video on there, get our right. people on there. You know, we were able to, you know, put our logo and colors and figure out the things that we want to put on there. But Right. And I just want to, yeah. again, if people are listening, I want to make sure you get this. Like, people better be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to understand, like, I think it's hard for people to truly get this concept of how good production can reach people. Mm-hmm. We're not the we're not the church that's spending a hundred thousand dollars on production. We're not wasting money. Right. But we are saying this. We will do the very best we can with what we have. Right. And there's a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. And so for Nick to be able to continue, because I think even after the pandemic, so we got two pretty full church services right now. Yep. And still 30 to 40 people in the more on one service and 30, 40 people on the, well, online. Mind you, that's just, I mean, no. <laughs> being technical here, like that's just, so we had like 50 people, like 50 unique viewers, but that's just like one screen. Right. You know, most families yeah, so there have could be five or, or six people. people. Yeah. We have no yeah. idea, but we do know there are a lot of people watching online. Yeah. And so here's the two things we want to encourage you. If you're at Life Church or you're listening to this podcast and you want to know a way to have more outreach mm-hmm. and and you want to be a part of it, we need camera people. We do. We need people who can help with production, uh-huh. you know, and be a part of that. We need people that will buy into the next generation of evangelism mm-hmm. is going to happen through production. And we need people to be a part of it. And so if you want to help and be a part of that, like you need to get, see Nick, see me, see somebody at the church to say like, I want to be a part of this because I think people miss just truly what kind of outreach is happening right now from an online platform. How many people have, well, that are watching online that might never come, but they feel like they are a part of Life Church, And we need people to help with that. Mm -hmm. We need people to be on the cameras. We need people that are going to be up here in the production room. It's a big job to be able to get this all done. And finding volunteers at the growth level in which we're going right now, we need volunteers. If you're on our YouTube or you're, you're subscribing to this podcast, or, I mean, think about this too. If you're there and you share this podcast or you share this, however that works on YouTube, because I have no idea. But if you do that and you get it out there to people, there might be people out there that are searching to say, I want to be a part of something that's bigger. I want to be a part of something because that's what Life Church is about. Life Church is never going to be we're satisfied with where we are. Mm -hmm. We want to continue to figure out how to reach. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue to move towards places that we can reach people and we need people to get it done. Right. So if you're out there and you want to be a part of a team that's growing, a part of a team that's innovating in a way to think through technology in a way to help us grow a platform and an, mm-hmm. and an audience to reach people for Christ, come and be a part of it. You know, uh, Nick is, he might be an introvert, but Nick knows what he's doing, you know, and working through this whole team building process and, I've always said, this is just me personally, it's always better to be on the ground floor building up, you know, and so you can come in and be a part of a ground floor movement, mm-hmm. you know, here at Life where we're taking technology and helping reach a generation Absolutely. of people. So if you're out there doing that, think through that. Now, let's talk about how that then works. So Nick, part of the virtual platform, uh-huh. we told you how to support it. Also part of the online church, why we did online church and why we think it's so important and how we can continue to evangelize. So now let's talk about a regular Sunday service because the people that have come in on podcast guests and they've walked into this room, the production room where they do it, they're like, holy (laughs) cow. 
But let's talk through why do we think production's important on a Sunday morning, or why do we think things like what's coming, Good Friday, yep, and Easter Sunday, why do we think it's opportunities for us to use technology and the things that we're doing to help promote what's happening? So talk a little bit about your thought process that goes into why, because again, there's these theories that go into, and we talk about them together all the time, is like there's these theories that go into this idea of why do we do production in the way that we do it, right. you know, and, and what are we trying to help with? So yeah. talk a little bit about that. I mean, the one thing that, and I, I heard this at a, con- or a conference one time, it's like, like church production, and it's going to sound weird, is like the ketchup. Hmm. Like it, it makes everything better with just the right amount. Right. Like, you know, Fries by themselves, not too bad. Amen put for a, ketchup. Put a little bit of ketchup on there, and it's great. Right. But you don't want too much ketchup. Like, you don't want ketchup to be the main thing. Right. You know? And so uh, that's kind of like how I've kind of thought through everything. Like, mm-hmm. the way that we do the lights, the way that we do the sound, the way that we do all the presentation stuff online. Like, how can we take the message of God and create it in a way that's thought-provoking and where you can like engage with it. Mm-hmm. And you've said this a lot, and I think this is really important. Create the least amount of distractions. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's funny. Like, we shouldn't think this way, but people are so easily distracted. I mean, one little thing happens from oh, yeah. a sound, lighting, something happens on the stage, and I'm up there preaching, and people are like... That's the nice thing about being up here. Nobody can look at me. <laughs> I mean, they're right looking the all around like, what in the world? <laughs> and again, we wish that wasn't true, but it is true. It's just people. People to stay engaged mm-hmm. have to have least amount of distractions. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know that anybody understands how hard it is to create production without distraction. Oh, yeah. It's super the, hard. The whole catch-up idea. How do you not overdo it? Mm-hmm. And how do you not underdo it? And how do you make it so that it's seamless? Yeah. You know, because it doesn't just happen. Oh, no. Everything is super intentional. I mean, yeah. The way that we've done everything here it's been for a purpose and for a way to yeah enhance what we talk about right and and like you said it's thought through i mean we don't just like get there to the point where i mean i'll just give you a little brief into what's happening so good friday um are we allowed to let the cat out of the bag of what's happening on good friday does Uh, anybody know they will now. You're going to have to listen to find out, right? <laughs> well, Isaac never gets the podcast out till Thursday anyway, right? So they're not going to hear it, right, Isaac? Yeah, so, yeah, they so we're, we're doing we're a, a funeral service, yes. you know, for Jesus. And so getting that all put together, making that all work. And then uh, Easter Sunday, we always do this. So Christmas Eve and Easter Sunday, we always do a bigger mm-hmm. production. Um, because, again, it's the time where we're going to have the opportunity to reach more people than any time right. ever, right? Mm-hmm. So Nick's telling me, like, we added some lights, you know, in this week uh, for a special song that we're going to be doing, yep. I think, is all part of it. Yep. And so I said, well, what's it look like on getting the lights ready? I asked him this in the meeting earlier, and your answer was, how much time do you got to put in? It'll probably take about... Eight to ten hours. Eight to ten hours to program lights for the whole for an hour service. Right, and I know what people will say, like, "Why would you ever do that?" And I've listened. At the end of the day, we've decided this: if one person can be affected for the gospel, right, 
10 hours worth of work is worth Amazing. it. And so it's not like we do this all the time. So if you're going to be coming, it's not like Nick is pr- pr- uh, putting cues on lights for 10 hours know. a week it, to, to be able to do it. It's going to look pretty sweet. Yeah, but it is something that we do. It is something that is a part of Nick's wheelhouse of being able to creatively put things together to help that process of engaging people. Because that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them to say, that's something that I can remember. Right. Right. Cause that's the other thing that you're doing from mm-hmm. the creative standpoint, you're trying to get them to create an environment to be like, that's something I can remember. And then what you do is to help them remember, you know, you pull clips from Sunday morning yep. or you, you know, put things together so that they can remember what was hap- happening to hopefully be impactful with that. Right. So anything else going on on Easter that, uh, then you're getting lights ready. Anything else happening? I heard you're building a state or building a, or somebody's building somebody's a bridge. Somebody's building a bridge. You got a yes. bridge coming so you can come. You got to see what that's going to be yeah. like. Yep. And again, at the end of the day, the message of Jesus is risen. That's the, yeah. That's the, yeah. Our small group, somebody was asking me, he's like, why are we putting all this time into like all this production stuff? Like for Easter, I'm like, you know. How much time do you put in for a kid's birthday? Right. How much money do you spend for a birthday? I think right. this is way bigger than that. Like, right. And we would encourage people, if you truly want to get the understanding of the fullness of Easter, you need to come to Good Friday. You have to come to Good Friday. Yeah. I mean, totally you got to experience Jesus' death to truly understand Jesus' resurrection. Mm-hmm. I'm and excited so, for this Good Friday. I think this is going to be really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, something we've never done before. Right. You know, a funeral for mm-hmm. Jesus. So I think it's a new way of looking at it, giving people a different way to... You know, because when I first told my wife, she was like, you're doing what? I'm like, a funeral for Jesus. She's like, hmm, okay. how's that one going to work? <laughs> but I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, I, I, think I, be I think it's going to be cool, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a great opportunity for people to. Do I have to dress up? No, see, that's what I'm thinking. Jennifer like, and Nichelle said they're getting, like, dresses and dressing up, and I'm like, oh, man. Isaac, are you coming to the Good Friday service? Yeah. Are you dressing are up? Are you dressing up? Amen to the hills. Yes. yes. We stick to our guns. We don't we don't need all that. I just can't wait stuff. to see what you're wearing. That's gonna be well, that, that's, gonna that's be what a treat. I was thinking about because I was telling Tad, I'm like, hey Tad, we're gonna be doing the you know, funeral for Jesus you're talking about it. And I'm like, I'm about my suit on. He's gonna like, give me what? <laughs> I said, Well, it's to kind of set the ambiance, you know, like I always tell people, if you see me in a suit, one of two things are happening. You're either getting married or you're getting buried. You know, so the only time the suit ever comes out is for funerals and weddings, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think I have to, I don't know. You have to now, yeah. No, I know. I'm, like, stuck. Plus <laughs> the, stuck. well, plus the Nichelle, the Nazi, when it comes to what we have to wear. Like, yes. she's sometimes the clothes Nazi. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, so the bigger thing is what she's going to make you wear. I was going to say, maybe I need to bring a change of clothes. <laughs> Well, where are you going to be? You're going to be up here. Uh, I'm going to try and be downstairs. I'll probably we'll see how things go. Okay. So yeah, so that you might not even matter. You could wear yeah, your maybe, shorts. Maybe around. I could do that. Yeah. Because everybody else is coming in is probably not going to be dressing up for the Good Friday service. So I'm going to feel a little bit out of yeah, place. Probably. But I don't know. People don't really dress up for funerals anymore, anyway. I've At least not that. the funeral that I do. The funerals <laughs> that I do. Not very many people dressing up. So come to the Good Friday. Yes. Again, production stuff that, that goes with that. So let's talk a little bit about, so this last week, so one thing that we do on the roundtable is talk okay. a little bit about last week's message. Yeah. So the idea is, so uh, Holy Week. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess I don't even know this about your life. Do you grow up in a church where like Holy Week was something you guys talked about? I was, 
I didn't go to church until college. Really? Yeah, I was a little backwards. <laughs> well, most people say, "Yeah, you go to church all through school and then no, I don't, and, and, and then you quit." So then yeah. you decided to go to church in college. Well, I went to Vincennes, which is about four hours away. Okay, and I knew nobody. Okay, except for one friend who lived actually in the same dorm, just a couple doors down, and he was going to church. And I was like, "Hey, can I can I just go with you guys?" Hmm. Like his family stayed down so they could find a church. Okay, um, and so I went. I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. And so okay. that's how I so got So you didn't started. grow up in church? I didn't grow up in church. Okay. So once you got your church experience, did you, like, Holy Week, was it a part of it? Was it? No. Okay. No, I've never been in, like, a traditional type church. Where Haven't you really? Not really. Huh. No. Yeah, so the whole idea of the traditional piece of Holy Week is, like, you spend the, well, some people go clear back to the whole Lent season. Yes. Right, like, don't eat certain things and right. give up certain things and like what are you going to give up for lent you mm-hmm. know type of stuff oh i know and i have it on do not disturb so it must be something important <laughs> is it anybody important isaac no <laughs> anyway so the whole idea of a, a full week worth of well if you do the lent season it's the full days leading up to it but the holy week is how to get prepared for What's coming? Good Friday, Easter Sunday. Right. You know, so it all culminates with. So we talked about the triumphal entry. That's the first part of Holy Week. So mm-hmm. Jesus is kind of the end of his uh, story or the end of his pilgrimage. Right. Been out for three years doing ministry to people. Now he's getting ready to go into the city. So one of the things we talked about is like if you take a time and sit and reflect, like Jesus did, can you imagine sitting outside of the city? Knowing what's getting ready to happen. Like, do you ever wonder, I mean, what was going through the mind of Jesus at the time? Yeah. uh, That's got to be tough. I can't. We were talking about that in small group. And it's like, that's so hard to fathom. Yeah, the reflection of knowing that. Like, it's not like you're knowing. Even when I say knowing, you could know. Like, just as as a human, you could be like, I'm going to go in there and it's probably going to be bad. Right. So I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Compared to, I am all God. And all man. So I know when I go in there, I'm going to be beaten beyond human recognition, put on a cross, tortured, and die. Yeah. I mean, I just, I wonder from a reflection standpoint, what goes through the mind of Christ? Well, we do know that, I mean, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, was, if I don't have to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if people really recognize that Jesus said, is there another way? Well, and... And like, there's no way. I mean, he probably he could probably could have just stopped it if he wanted to. No, I know. I would agree. Like, like it wasn't right. like he was forced. This was no, a decision did. that he made. Right. He had a choice. Right. Because he did get to the place where God, if there's a way to, yep. to take this cup from me, mm-hmm. then through his interaction with God, they reason there isn't. Right. Then he starts sweating blood, which mm-hmm. is a real medical condition when you're stressed out. You know that you start sweating blood. Mm-hmm. And and I think back through this is like this is the most trying time of his life and his disciple friends are sleeping, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't get the what was going on, and so just the whole like reflection time leading in, you want your friends around you, but they had no idea. I mean, it's like telling telling your friends, "Oh, this will be bad. This will be bad." But do they really know like how bad that's going to be? Yeah, so you're kind of sticking mean, up for them. Well, I mean, I don't mean that yeah, in a bad little, way, yeah, but you're like, bit. well, listen. They had, they had no idea. Right. You, they had I no mean, idea what the depths that he was suffering. Because right. he really, I mean, 
He said that, but I don't think they really understood because he always spoke in metaphors and stories anyway. Right. So we probably assume it was like the rest of the time where Jesus was like, they should understand this more, but they really don't get it. Right. So you're saying it kind of airs on that side of it. I think so. Yeah. Now, here's the crazy thing. So then you got reflection. Mm -hmm. You got the time in there. He's going in and he's a king. Yes. Right. Laying their cloaks down, screaming Hosanna in the highest, laying the palm branches down. Gets into the city, isn't in the city more than a few days, and he's hated. Yeah. Like, the fickleness of people. <laughs> and, I, and I said this on Sunday, and we talked about it in our own small group on Monday night. It's like, is it really that? Are people still that fickle? Like, is it still that I love Jesus as the king as long as he's my king giving me what I want? Right. But as soon as he's not that king anymore, I don't have any use for him. If you were on social media, you would know that's... Still, the way we are. Today. <laughs> I mean, you can be great and great and great, and you mess up one time, and oh, so you think it's like the natural way people treat people? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. So you think the naturalness of a person? Well, is, think it's like athletes and sports. Like, hey, Mitch Trubisky is really good until he does something awful, and then he's, <laughs> then he's horrible. Who thought Mitch Trubisky was good? By the way, anyone? Anyone? Hey, he had a couple good games. Judas right? Priest. <laughs> Who in their right mind? Are we going to really get started on that? (laughs) And then we got, who's the new guy we got? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Red Rocket. I'm all in. No, you are not. You're not all in on the Red Rocket. Oh, yeah. Why not? Oh, my gosh. Well, you got to be all in in something because there ain't nothing else to be all in on unless they make the trade for Russell Wilson. Which I doubt will happen. They tried to. Did you see that? No. They tried to. They were going to give like three first round picks. Is that how many, Isaac? A couple of second and third rounds? I know. Here's what I do know. is the great thing about my family is Isaac has now become a Bears fan. Right, Isaac? Yeah. His mom used to make him a Colts fan, but I finally told him, stop being the... I just started watching football myself. Yeah, the Bears. <laughs> Amen. We're done with time already? Five minutes. Okay. Wow. So, but, so let's go with that. I didn't even think about that. So that's interesting you say that. You're saying the human nature of a person is to treat everybody that way. But, but I like, if I can't get what I want out of you... We're selfish. Then, then you can kiss my butt. Right. Right? Yeah. And I'll go find somebody that can give me a one-on-one. I could care less what happens to you. Maybe that deep, yeah. Well, I mean... I think... To, to, no, tourists. Maybe tourist, not certainly. to the deeps of, like, we could go <laughs> ahead and go get crucified. Right. You know, but you are... I think what you're bringing up is really interesting. You would say it's more of a natural human nature problem that possibly doesn't go to the depths of, like... Crucify, crucify, right? But it does. Well, again, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Because if we don't like, depending on how deep it is, not mm-hmm. crucify him physically, but crucify him through social media, or crucify oh, yeah. him through mm-hmm. text messages, or crucify him through emails. Like you're yeah. saying, part of it is human nature. Hey, this person's coming. He's gonna. He's gonna make my life so much easier. I mean, like even look, like politically speaking. I mean, like this. I mean, life is supposed to be so much better with this whoever, and then hmm. all of a sudden that person doesn't follow through or f- doesn't follow through the way that you think they should. Now, now you're. So I, again, I, never, I guess I never thought about that either. So you're saying like any figure that comes up there, we want something out of them. If they don't give us what they want. Again, I think we're selfish people. I think everything that we look at, I mean, we look at it through a lens of like, how does this benefit me? Hmm. I mean, and, then, and so some of that human nature we're saying carries over to Christianity. I think so. So we would say part of our Christian journey is affected by our own human nature. Like if we're selfish people by nature, Mm -hmm. 
then we're selfishly going into a Christian relationship with Christ from a selfish perspective. Well, that, I mean, that's what, I mean, for the most part, like that's all you know. Hmm. I think. No, I, I I think it's a great perspective. That's my point. Is like, what an interesting perspective to say that. Because I'm sitting here thinking, how odd to, that people think he's a king. And two days later, want him to be hung on a cross. But I hear what you're saying now. If somebody already has a natural tendency to be a user, that's what I call people like mm -hmm. that, to be a yeah. user. So, yeah, I'll love you as long as you can give me what you want. Well, or Jesus I'll... was supposed to be like the guy, right? Right. right. Like the guy that was going to change the world. And by the way, just know that you, you put Mitchell Trubinsky and Jesus on the same level. <laughs> Like, just so you know that the comparison that you used was, you know who it's like. It's, it's like, like Mitchell Trubinsky. <laughs> and I don't know any Bears fan in the world that thought Mitch Trubinsky oh. was going to be Jesus to the Bears. But keep going. The Sorry. owners did. That's why they picked him second. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, no. And then, yeah. And then, so you would think this big parade and he comes in on a donkey. Right. I mean, I think you would think that from the beginning, Jesus is pretty much telling everybody, I'm not who you think I am. Right. And but but back to what you're saying is people have done that with people like you're the guy, mm -hmm. you're my guy to get me what I want. Once right. you don't get me what I want, I'm gonna go get it from somebody else. From so somebody instead else. of working through, like I'm in to the end, yeah. like regardless of what's in it for me, we're in this together because there's a bigger mission. You're saying the mission is is one sided, right? With people like, hey, I'm only in this mission so that Jesus Christ can give me what I want. I don't think we necessarily think about it that way, but I think, like hindsight, yeah, I think there's times where people are like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so back to this, this makes sense to you then, why it was so easy for a group of people to turn on Jesus, because if they had selfish na natures to begin with, then doing away with him wasn't a big deal anyway. So, right. so let's look at it. So we were going to talk about, so what's some of the wisdom that we can learn, you know, cause I think that's the part that we got to talk through is, is that, so how do we approach with a different mindset? So we don't fall into the same category because this right. is really could happen. I mean, in, in people's everyday lives, this could happen with them where they approach it from the same perspective. I'm in it for, so in your mind, what are some tools that we could use or do or think through to help us get past that? Well, I think the, I think we need to be intentional, hmm. like intentional with our thoughts, intentional with our actions, like, and just know up front that everything that we, everything that we do focus on, like, shouldn't necessarily be about us. Hmm. Like, there should always be a bigger goal than ourselves. So you think that being others-focused could help us in our own relationship with Christ? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, just learn, like, let's just use, so Nick's wisdom for the week. Right. No, I'm serious. Like, think about this. Like these would, this would be something to try. Mm -hmm. So if you struggle with this whole idea of selfishness, like things affect you and you notice it because you're not getting your way or you're not getting what you want. So mm -hmm. try for a week or try for two weeks being completely others focused, even if your needs aren't met. Right. Even if you don't get what you want, mm -hmm. even if it's not reciprocated back, yes. like you give, but you don't get back and you try it. You're saying, which I think this is great to think through, you're saying that that's going to start changing some of who we are from the inside right? and start to help us understand the relationship with Jesus because it's really the same thing. He gives without reciprocation. right? He gives without ideas of getting mm -hmm. back. 
He loves without condition. Yep. And so if we can start putting ourselves, because it's hard to think through that if we've never been there. But right. if you're saying, put yourself in that position, love this week or next week or the next two weeks without condition, mm-hmm. give without respect, without getting anything back, serve as if you know, you're called to serve without the idea in humility, right? right? Like, like Jesus did. And with that, see how things will turn out. Mm-hmm. That's the, I mean, that's the thing I love about product going back to production is like, you know, me and, and my team, like we do all of this stuff and, and like, it's specifically to help who's up, who's up there, like sharing the good news. Right. Like we don't get the recognition. Right. We don't get the, you know, the thing. Nobody's like good like camera angle. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, like nobody's yeah. saying great clarity. Yeah, like no, nobody's yeah. saying that kind no. of stuff. No, and then I, and I love it. like I I think that's the way it should be. Like, right, we, let's amplify what needs to be amplified. Yep, and then let's just you know. And I think that's the thing that I love about being behind the scenes is like right. I can do whatever I can do with what God has given me to help push His word to everybody else. Right. Yeah. So let's end it with this. So a couple things to be thinking about. One. Uh, Remember, we got some some cool stuff coming up here. We need you to to invite. Mm -hmm. Nick's giving you the the tools like through social media. We're asking you if you want to be a part of evangelism. You got you got some responsibilities, and and you never have an excuse anymore. There is no excuse for no evangelism when you say, "Well, I can't talk to people." Nick's giving you the tools to be able to do it. Go out there and share. Go out there and like Mm -hmm. share this podcast. Share the video on YouTube. Whatever content's put out there, get it to your friends. That's evangelism. That's that's the way to do it. Online church. It's a great platform. When we're saying it's hard to get people to church, that's great. We giving you a tool you don't have to get them to church but you can get them to tv now you can take church to them right get them on let them watch allow god to work in the ways that 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 he's going to work and be a part of and again we together take the advice you know as we're thinking through how to not be selfish like use this week to start thinking about being others focused and give without Mm -hmm. reciprocation love without return and start to to create the mind of jesus Mm -hmm. all right nick thanks for being on this week great to have you here uh again thanks you guys for tuning in um on our youtube or thanks for subscribing on our podcast we ask you guys continue to share uh continue to come back and and give us your advice or wisdom or thoughts. We want to keep getting better. We want to keep helping you understand more about real life, real people, and how to take the gospel to the world. So thanks for being with us, and we'll see you guys next week. Sweet.